Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, June 25th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolcher. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Happy Friday. Let's get into John's gospel. But before that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you that this day, that tomorrow, that the next day, that days past, you have been with us pointing us back to God in ways we did not understand, pointing us to ways to understand Christ that we still may not understand. But we know that you will be with us every moment of the day, and we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Listen to John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, verses 15 through 20. This is Jesus speaking. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what would be the title of your memoir? So I um, used to sing in the choir at my last church, not because I know how to sing, but because it was fun. (laughs) And my um, philosophy has always been, you know, I may not hit the note, but I can hit it loud. And so one time in choir practice, I was singing and the choir director stopped us all and he was like, you are singing desperately loud. And I was like, that would be the name of my autobiography because my whole life has been about talking over others, I feel like. (laughs) What about you? So it would be singing desperately loud? No, it would just be desperately loud. Desperately loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, most memoirs are about, you know, the story and and the incredible actions that people throughout their life i think uh the memoir of my life would just be all the thoughts he didn't do <laughs> just, yeah, all I the like things it. i think i'm gonna do and then never actually do. nice very nice <laughs> but to our scripture why is the spirit called the advocate in this text and what is the spirit advocate advocating for So just like an advocate is someone who is for you, I think the Holy Spirit is for us Mm. in the world. And so when we are told that the Holy Spirit is our advocate, I think of it as this presence like God or Jesus Christ who wants goodness for us, who wants to call out the best for us, who even when we are at our weakest moment still believes in the goodness of us. Um, And 
here's how I think of the Holy Spirit kind of as advocate is that one of the things I think I miss the very most about my grandparents is that if I had something joyous in my life, they were always happy for me. Like calling them and telling them about having my babies. Hmm. They were just so happy for me. And even when I suffered, I knew that they would take on some of that and they would suffer with me. They were my advocate in the world and I miss that. And I think that's the same way of the Holy Spirit. When I can get outside of myself enough, to reach out to someone else, I think the advocate cheers me on. Mm. When I am at my most selfish and thinking only of me, I think the advocate nudges me and reminds me that I can do better. That's just my way of thinking of it. What do you think of? I think that's, well, I think how you're thinking of it is absolutely lovely. And when I think of advocate, I think of, um, I forgot to look at the Greek word, but I believe it. it Paraclete? Is that yeah yeah I believe it is. Look at you. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a minister. <laughs> uh-huh. But that is that is. I think our translators chose advocate instead of lawyer <laughs> because of the because the translators understand the cultural feeling around lawyers and have we've had that feeling for a long time. But that's essentially what it is 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 kind of this legislative person for you. And if you think of, obviously, you can have your preconceived notions of a lawyer, but if you think of yourself as being accused of something, that defense lawyer is your salvation in mm-hmm. that in that circumstance. Um, that person, uh, I, I think of a story of one of one of my friends was a lawyer, and he came to seminary, and he's still at his bar, and in the midst of seminary, he got involved with this case of this woman who sought political asylum in the U.S. because she was being uh, abused for her political beliefs by her husband in, a, in a, another country. But then it was being argued that that wasn't political asylum, that that was, you know, abuse asylum, which didn't have the same protections that political mm-hmm. asylum did. So in his... And so he got this case, and he argued for her, and, and they won the case. And, I mean, for her to be able to stay, that was salvation. Yeah. And I think that's what I think of in The Advocate, because the Spirit is constantly advocating for me when my accuser is often myself, or the accuser. You know, the accuser is actually another way that the, that the devil is described as the accuser. The accuser is saying, you know, you aren't good enough, that you are broken. And that can come from our own psyches, that can come from, uh, you know, Instagram, (laughs) that can come from so many different ways. And our advocate is the Holy Spirit constantly reminding us, you are the beloved child of God. That is your salvation, that you are loved by God of the universe. And that's the defense against all the accusations that say, you know, you are a liar, you are a sinner, you are um, lazy, you are broken. And the advocate stands in front of that and says, you are a beloved child of God. And that's what they're arguing for. And again, often the worst accuser is myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think 
one of the things I value most in my friendships, and I have a few people who do this for me, is someone that I can say, okay, here's what I'm struggling with. And they will say, you are wrong in this case. I can see why you felt that way, hmm. but you are wrong. And yet they still love and find value in me anyway. Like I find that the most freeing to have people in my life who can point out where I am wrong, where I have difficulty, but care about me anyway. And so for me, I think the Holy Spirit is also this presence that says, <laughs> and this is just me, right? Mm -hmm. You are sinful and at times you are lazy and at times you do do all the wrong things. And yet I love you and find value in you anyway. Um, it's so it's that spirit of truth, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing all things and yet believing that above, right? There are there are many truths in the world, yet the Holy Spirit always believes that the most important one is that I am a beloved child of God, forgiven and freed, and that I should live into that identity more than any of the others. Um, so that's just another thought, I think, for me. Um, salvation is always the knowledge that we are guilty, and we're given that anyway. That's stunning to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something I think we have a hard time understanding in our world. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's just where I kind of land on that too. How do you experience the Holy Spirit in your life, do you think? In ways I never expect is kind yeah. of uh, the easy answer, I guess. But um, especially I feel like as a minister, I should know this by now. But it is always shocking to me the peace that comes through the spirit every time I pray. Mm -hmm. And I seem to forget that oh, yeah. between each prayer. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're distraught and you're frustrated or you're concerned about someone else and you bring that to God in prayer. And at least for me, I, there are very few times I've come out of prayer and haven't felt like, okay, I think God has this. And sometimes yeah. it's just I think, sometimes it's I know. Uh, but it moves the needle in that direction. And again, I forget it between every single prayer. <laughs> yeah, I do think peace is one of the hallmarks of truly being spoken to by God. Even if it's you were wrong, there's still some peace about yeah. that for me. Well, with that, we will end with a quote from N.T. Wright. Those in whom the Spirit comes to live are God's new temple. They are individually and corporately places where heaven and earth meet. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.